Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, in the early 80s, a young girl was playing in her uh, uncle's back garden, uh, whereupon she found an object. That object turned out to be a diamond, a 890 carat rough diamond, one of the largest ever discovered. It was subsequently cut into smaller pieces, one of which will soon be auctioned in New York. It's over 300 carats and is known as the gold canary. Uh, bidding starts at a euro. Jerry Appleby from Appleby Jewelers uh, joins us again. Good afternoon, Jerry. Hi, how are you, Sean? Uh, g- give us an idea what 300 carats how well, big is that 300 carats is bigger than a goose's egg if you can just yes. imagine a goose's egg a goose's egg is a very very large it's a very yes. very large egg <laughs> so it's not something that's going to be we- someone's going to wear in a, an engagement ring or something it's, <laughs> it has to yes. be in a pendant or in a crown or a scepter or something like that yeah and and the, the, from the from the original rough diamond that was discovered how many pieces has it been kind of cut down well, into well it's actually they, they talk about 15 but actually they, they, were, they were 15 important stones there were actually about 300 stones cut out of it because all the little ones the, the mm. shards and things they're all polished there's no waste in, in cutting diamonds at all actually that diamond the one that's for, for auction I saw it in a previous incarnation because it used to be a diamond called the incomparable <laughs> you know they, come <laughs> they don't up do half measures for the exactly. names yes. <laughs> they have to come up with these things and it was, it was owned by a Swiss company called Mouad and they had it cut um, into a sort of a shield shaped diamond which is it wasn't a very attractive diamond I have to say I, when I saw it I was visibly disappointed because the guy mm. was showing it to me as this being this amazing thing but when I looked at it it was actually underwhelming even though it was very big mm. it was brown and yeah. what they've done now is they've taken this 407 ca- carat diamond and cut it down to 303 carats so they've cut more than 25% of the weight out of it but they've actually made it a much more beautiful and attractive diamond than it was right. because they cut away all the brown stuff and they've left this really nice yellow yellow diamond there that was there at the core all the time uh, which is hence the canary thing what happens to the brown stuff? Well, that will all end up as dust because of the way you're cutting it off. Normally, you'd be you'd be you'd be trying to cleave off bits that you can cut into other smaller gems, but because of the technic the the technical difficulties in cutting such a big diamond down to a relatively smaller diamond, most of that uh, diamond ended up as dust on the cutting on the cutting wheel. But that, okay. that that dust actually is used all the time because there's no wastage in the diamond industry. Oh. So that dust is actually used to cut other diamonds because that's that's you use diamond dust to cut diamonds. Right. Okay. And and who, who currently? So it was it the same company who, who transformed I, I, I'm not this? Sure. The I assume it's still them. Well, they're, they're not short of a few bobs, so I would say yeah. it's probably still themselves. Yeah. And and why would they own a diamond of this size? And is it well, just for kind of show to a certain to extent? an extent? Yes, it is because the the a lot. Of of the, the Muad are very famous for their larger diamonds and they keep a lot of them actually in the family as part of their family wealth and they have uh, they have three or four diamonds over 70 carats in their private collection the family collections and they haven't been sold I know they've had those for 20, 30, 40 years and they've never even thought about selling them so mm. it's it's a sign that they you know it's kind of having enough money. I yes, right. I would think so. So how rare is a 300 car- over 300 carat diamond? They're incredibly rare. I mean, finding a diamond over 100 carats, uh, basically in a diamond mine, when they find a diamond over 100 carats uh, in the rough, 
every klaxon and alarm bell in the in the mine goes because it's a day of celebration. It's a really big deal, and there's always big bonuses paid out that day. And because it's a real payday for the mm. mine, they yeah. can get for for one diamond, they can get forty, fifty, sixty million dollars for it. Yeah. And so and so this diamond. Now, they're starting the auction at um, a euro. <laughs> well, I know. But I, I'm <laughs> like, why are they dragging it out? Because, you think know. They, they, I think that that was just to get the publicity for the sale. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the, the chance that you just might be able to get a diamond that will actually ultimately sell for in excess of 12 million. They put it in for one euro minimum yeah. bid. Uh, and so what's likely to happen to a diamond this size? Will it be bought by somebody and cut down again, do you think? No, or? I think this one is, I'd say it's probably the finished article now. I think they've squeezed as much beauty out of this particular gem as they're going to be able to get out of it. And it will probably be bought, I would, normally these pieces are bought by members of royal families in the Middle East or in Asia. And they oh. usually spend a lot of their time in safes and then they're brought out for the Met Gala or for some other big sort yeah. of fest. And, and and say in the Met Gala, would it be worn? Oh, this? yeah, it would be worn. The, the Met Gala, if, if, if there are any aspiring jewel thieves out there, yeah. that's the one to pick because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there would be quite a few billion in, in, in diamonds on show at the Met Gala on any evening of the Met Gala. Yeah. yeah. And would you not, if you have, if you're wearing a diamond with that's worth 12 million around your neck, would you not have like a big burly guy walking behind you though. Well, I think I would say the Met Gala is pretty well, pretty tight security, I would think, you know. Uh, yeah, gate crashing it is yeah. probably uh, difficult enough. And w- when it was the, the incomparable, wh- wh- where did you see it? What I saw it in Switzerland. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. And this is where this uh, this yeah. company is based. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was part of a necklace and the necklace itself was very attractive. It's just the diamond itself, this incomparable diamond wasn't actually that beautiful. Yeah. Uh, it was just very big. <laughs> Given that it's worth all this money now, because this originally was this little girl found it, I think, in rubble in her. Yeah, yeah, she did. Yeah. In her uncle's. Yeah. Like, it, I wonder how much mine tailings. They call it rubble, but it was actually mine mine tailings. This would be the, the rubbish they take out of the mine. Right. Okay. And one of the th- the nice things about diamonds is that the what they take out of the mine, there's no toxic materials used in diamond mining. So, uh, a diamond mining site actually, people can live there. It's not an, in any way unsafe. There's no Okay. No and horrible. What country was this? That, that that was in the Congo. Right. Uh, yeah. uh, and so, the, how much did they get for it? Well, that's that's this is always the tricky bit. There's a, I'm part of a group that's trying to bring in a fair trade diamond uh, business. Yeah. Um, and it's very very complex to do because you have to track the diamond from where this little girl found it to ending up in. Tiffany's in yeah. Fifth Avenue and the tracking of it is the t- tricky bit and the reason it's tricky is because the theory is to use blockchain um, the same sort of technology as we use for Bitcoin and all that sort mm. of stuff and to use blockchain to trace it for where the little girl found it to ending up in Tiffany's and the difficulty there is that Africa and large parts of the world are just not connected to the World Wide Web so the thing is to bring the internet connections to the mining areas mm. so that the what will happen will be the local diggers who are often family groups who find these gems they generally are not paid the best price in the world because they're not informed about yes. prices in Antwerp or in yeah. London or wherever and the idea of this is that we're going to bring the global marketplace to them so that uh, through through blockchain we'll be able to trace where it came from 
The idea being that we're going to allow the people who've discovered the diamonds to benefit from the finished diamond. Yeah. In other words, they they have a piece of the action when the diamond is sold and Tiffany's or wherever, they're going to get a percentage, they will of, get that. A percentage of that. Yeah. That's, and that sounds to be a very, it sounds pie in the sky, but we're working on it and it will come off. We were hoping to have it, have something there by this time next year, but it's not looking like that. It looks like it's going to be another year out. Yeah, well, hopefully in time that will happen. Jerry, thanks a million for coming into us. Uh, Jerry Appleby there from Appleby Jewelers. You are listening to the Moncrief Show on News Talk. We're going to take a break. Back in a couple of minutes. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.